Hello my brothers and welcome to another episode of Iron Supplements. I am your host Kevin Trent, your spiritual sensei, your fearless leader, your Morpheus. Uh, And last week we began a new study on uh, encountering the spirit. Uh, This has been for me what has been a fulfillment of a lifetime of study, the beginning this series. And uh, I said it last week and I'm going to say it again. I believe this is the most important study we've ever done. Learning how to connect with the Holy Spirit, to, to tap into that power of God and allow the Spirit to work in our lives to make us powerful and mighty Christians. I don't think that there's a a more important skill that I could teach than this. And uh, so I'm just uh, excited to, to, to start talking about it. Last week, we talked about how we need the Spirit of God in our life, how much we need it, how the Spirit is the only power that God has given us. God the Father has given us to connect to Him. He, The Spirit is the power of God at work in the physical realm, the spiritual God at work in the physical realm. And so uh, we need the Spirit. We looked at how Jesus uh, connected with the Spirit and how much Jesus needed the Spirit. And if Jesus himself, being God, needed the Spirit in order to carry out God's plan on earth, how much more so do we need the Spirit? And when I talk about need, I mean we need it like we need our next breath. And so when we recognize that need, we acknowledge that need, uh, that is the beginning. I think a lot of times we just discount the need for the Spirit, or sometimes uh, we just discount the spiritual altogether. We're so caught up in this physical realm, this physical world that we live in, and what we see, touch, smell, hear, taste, feel, that we we miss out on the, this other reality of our being, the spiritual being that we are. And so we're going to talk about, over the next couple of weeks, um, how to encounter that spirit. Uh, this week, uh, we talked about uh, preparing our heart. Uh, we talked about the parable of uh, the, the sower who went to spread out his seeds and all of it. It's called the parable of the soils and preparing our heart. And so today on Iron Supplements, we're going to break that down, uh, talking about how to prepare our hearts for encountering the Spirit on this episode of Iron Supplements. So I've been asked many times about being filled with the Spirit. And the questions usually go something like this. If, if we're filled with the Spirit, why don't we see the same kind of miraculous powers at work today as were in the Bible? And if the Spirit is so much at work in the church, why is it that the church is so ineffective? And how can there be three or four different people who are supposedly filled with the Spirit giving totally contradictory advice to somebody who is struggling. And so the question uh, comes across, and it is a question that I struggled with most of my life, is does the Spirit work the same way today as it did back then? And there are many who have concluded that the Spirit does not work the same way 
today as it did back in the Bible. And what I have come to realize is that uh, that is not the right question. <laughs> it's not whether the Spirit is working the same way. It's, uh, and it's not even, are we filled with the Spirit? Uh, it is this. Um, let, me, let me give you, let me try to give you the same <laughs> analogy that I gave in our Monday night uh, Iron Man study. So, you all know this, this old analogy. There's a glass, water filled to the halfway point. Is it halfway full or is it halfway empty? Do you see the, the glass is half full or half empty? If you're an optimist, you see it as half full. If you're a pessimist, you see it as half empty. Well, a scientist looks at that and says, no, the glass is is always full. Uh, see, it is filled halfway to with water, and then it's filled the other half with air, but it's always full. And that is the way our lives are with the Spirit. The, the question isn't, are, is the Spirit still available? The question isn't, is the Spirit still working? The question isn't whether uh, the Spirit is still filling us today, but the real question is, how much are we allowing the Spirit to fill us? Imagine that we are the vessel and that we are uh, filled with self and Spirit, just like the glass is filled with water and air. So how much are we allowing the Spirit to fill us? See, uh, if, if we are filled 90% with ourselves, uh, God will, will fill us with the rest of the way with His Spirit. But that's only 10%. If we're exercising almost exclusively in our own fleshly desires, we are not allowing the Spirit to work in our lives as effectively as uh, if we were empty of ourselves and filled more with the Spirit. If it were reversed, if we were... Uh, almost totally empty of ourselves and almost completely filled with the Spirit, working completely in the spiritual realm, do you think that would make a difference in what we saw? <laughs> Absolutely. If we were allowing the Spirit to work almost exclusively in our lives, we would see the same kind of miraculous things that uh, they saw in the Bible. Uh, we would see the power of God at work. It happens in this world today. The reason why we, we don't see it is because we have discounted the spiritual. We don't spend time connecting with the Spirit. And so Jesus gave us the first step, the, the first thing that we have to do in order to uh, prepare our hearts to receive His Spirit. He told a parable and we're going to turn to that parable right now in Matthew chapter 13. So get out your Bibles, uh, put this on pause, get out your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 13, and then uh, hit the, the play button as I read the parable of the soils. So, from Matthew chapter 13, starting in verse 3, second half of verse 3. 
a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Well, the apostles didn't understand what Jesus said, so he explained it to them, starting in verse 19. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they only last a short time. And when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. So this is the first parable that Jesus taught. And uh, most of us have heard this parable and uh, has been taught. And I think that the reason for that is that this is one of the few parables that Jesus actually explained. And so we don't have to guess what Jesus meant. And so it's easy to teach this parable uh, because Jesus actually gave us the answers. <laughs> and I'm so glad that he did. But I still think that we teach it wrong. As a matter of fact, just recently, I had a major breakthrough in understanding this parable. So I was sitting in my chair, having my alone time with God, and I was reading this passage, trying to prepare for a lesson, and asking the Spirit of God to reveal to me which of these soils were representative of my heart. Which of these soils represents my heart? And the answer I got was all of them. Here I was looking and I was saying, which one of these soils represents my heart? And the Spirit revealed, no, Kevin, all of these soils are in your heart at the same time. He said, look here, there is good soil in you. I am doing good work in this area of your life. I, You are allowing me to work and produce in, in your teaching. You are allowing me to produce in your outreach in ministry. You are allowing me to produce in these areas of your life. You've got good soil there, and I'm producing. He said, but you also have these other three soils in your life, and you are not allowing me to produce because all three of these conditions exist in your life as well. 
And so I had to look and I had to admit to myself that there are areas of my life which are represented by the path. And the path is the the part of your heart that is absolutely resistant to the Word of God. And the reason why it is resistant to the Word of God is because uh, we have accepted the message of the world, no matter what whether it was contrary to God's word or not, we have taken the message of the world and allowed this world to so compact our soil, to to so beat down our hearts, to so harden our hearts, we are so uh, conformed to the patterns of this world that we refuse to allow the word of God to penetrate our heart. And this is borne out in our habitual sin. This is the area of God that that no matter how much he tries to penetrate it, we just allow Satan to take that message and say, well, forget that. I don't accept your word, God. I'm going to go my own way. I'm not going to accept your word. And so we still struggle. We still struggle in this area of our life and we're resistant to God changing us because His Word we just will not allow to penetrate us because we've so accepted the message of this world. Sometimes we're not even aware of it. I believe that this is the condition of uh, the, 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 the American church. The American church is going this way. We are allowing the world to so penetrate our soil to so compact our soil with its message that we are exchanging the truth of God for the lies of this world. And we are so accepting of our culture that we as Christians are doing the exact same things as the world does. We watch the same movies. We listen to the same uh, music. We consume pornography. We, We... take in the same dirty messages and we laugh at the same kind of vulgar uh, jokes and we participate in the same kind of hateful messages on, on social media. We are so conformed to the patterns of this world that the Word of God cannot penetrate. And there are areas of our heart, even when God is producing in other areas of our heart, that we just have not allowed that soil to be broken up so that the Word of God can penetrate it. So, that's the path. The Word of God cannot penetrate because we are so compacted, so conformed to the pattern of this world. And then there is the rocky ground. And the rocky ground has a little bit of soil. It has a little bit of the message of God. And uh, and so, the seed, when it hits that this soil, uh, it, it springs up almost immediately. It has nutrients to feed it. Uh, but uh, it's not deep. And so at the first sign of trouble, it just burns out. And I think this soil perfectly is represented by this study. Like when we start to think about the Spirit of God and what the Spirit can produce in our life, we get excited. We are enthused about what the Spirit can do in our life. And so we accept that and we let that word grow up, and yet at the first sign of trouble, 
we, it's just burned out. And the reason why is because there, we haven't gotten rid of the rocky soil underneath. There's no depth. We haven't taken the time to, to uh, ready our hearts for the Spirit to really penetrate our heart, to get deep into it. We don't have the right kind of disciplines in our life to allow the Spirit to work in us. And so the, the Word of God, it is there, and we recognize it, and it is fed, but it, it is not lasting because we have not allowed that deep, deep knowledge of God, that deep power, that deep connection, that deep relationship with God to foster in our lives. And so at the first sign of trouble, and we just we we just lose it. We get angry with God. We our hearts are hardened. Um, we see this in the world all the time. People uh, leaving God when they they get excited at first when they accept God, but they 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 still have all these troubles in their life, and they're not allowing the Spirit of God to to really work on those troubles in their life, those addictions, those those relational failures, those. The, the hard-heartedness of their own heart, their unforgiveness. They're not allowing the Spirit of God to really break up all of those hard places. And so at the first sign of turmoil, they get angry with God and they turn away. And there might be a part of your heart that is that way, that, that you're still resistant to God because you don't have that deep relationship with Him. And there might be some areas of your life where... where uh, you haven't really dealt with some of those um, issues that have so hardened your heart over the years. You may, you may lack forgiveness. You may have bitterness in your life. You, you may uh, have resentment towards God for, for uh, some kind of perceived uh, injustice in, in your life. And so maybe the Word of God is, brings up a little bit, but it's not really producing in your heart because when troubles come, you fall back to that hard place in your heart. And so then the, the third one, I think a lot of us can really, really relate to, and that is the, the weeds, the thorns. And it says that, the, that this represents the, the concerns of this life and the pursuit of wealth. Like, uh, like everything that happens in this world can really choke out the Word of God. Uh, our concern about our jobs, our families, our uh, kids' education, uh, uh, producing, uh, uh, being able to provide for our, our families, uh, having a roof over our head, having a car to drive, having uh, all of these things that, that we really need in life, the concerns of, of life which are real, they can become so overwhelming that they don't allow the Word of God to really penetrate. And in other words, we are so focused on the problems that we don't allow the solution. We can be so focused on trying to take care of everything in our life that we totally ignore the Word of God. The one power who can have the greatest impact 
on this area of our life, on these concerns of our life. Uh, the, God promises that He will see us through. He says, look at the flowers. They don't toil. <laughs> they don't work. And yet, Solomon, in all of his glory, was not dressed like one of him. So why are we worried about what we're wearing? Why are we worried about what we'll eat? God feeds the, the animals of, of this planet, and, and is our, as his children, he cares about us so much more than that. So why are we concerned about what we'll eat or what we'll wear, where we'll work, you know, what, how we'll have a roof over our head? Not that those aren't concerns. He doesn't say to discount those completely. But he says, put your cares, your trust, all those concerns, cast your cares on him because he cares for you. And when we take that and we break up the concerns and we till that soil and turn it over to God and allow the spirit to work more in our lives rather than worrying about it in our flesh, we give it more and more over to God. He will produce in us. He is faithful to produce in us. And we will see production. We will see a crop a hundred or sixty or thirty times the amount of spirit that is sown or word that is sown into our lives. And so I rest on that promise. And so I know that I have all of these areas in my heart that need to be worked on. That I'm going to see where God is producing in my life and I'm going to give Him thanks and glory for that. And I'm going to try to expand the rest of my heart to that condition, to that same condition. I need to explore and to, to really uh, examine my heart for the areas of my heart that are still conditioned to this world and its message and not allowing the Word of God to penetrate. I need to see where I am immature in my faith and where I, I am still hard-hearted in, in my walk and not allowing the Word of God to really go deep and not allowing myself to have that deep relationship with the Spirit. And I need to see how my life is still concerned about the cares of this world. And I just need to give that over to God and trust it. Till up the soil, get rid of the rocks, break up the hard ground, and allow God to produce in me when the soil of my heart is made good. I am convinced that the Spirit of God stands ready to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine. I believe with all my heart that the Spirit of God will fill us completely, but I'm also convinced that He will only do so to the extent that we allow Him to. And so we need to prepare our hearts to receive the Holy Spirit. Less of self and more of spirit. And so Jesus gives us the example of the conditions of our heart and he shows us the areas that we need to examine in our heart in order to allow the spirit to work. 
And so, brothers, I'm asking you to examine. Examine your hearts for these types of conditions in in them to see if there are areas of your heart that need to be tilled, that need to be prepared so that the Spirit of God can produce in your life like you desire Him to do, so that you can see God at work in this world through you. That is a powerful, powerful thing when you see it. And I am excited for you to see it. And so over the next few weeks, we will go through practical steps on how to connect with the Spirit. So come back and join me again for the next episode of Iron Supplements.